Thank you for joining Truth and Love Ministries, where we exist to connect people to God, to connect people to their God-given purpose, and to connect this church to the community. We would love to hear how God is blessing you as a result of this ministry. Connect with us on Facebook at Truth and Love Jacks or visit us on the web at truthandlove.tv where you will also find our weekly broadcast. On the go and want to know what's going on at Truth and Love? Simply visit your mobile app store and download the Truth and Love app and get information on services, events, and even messages right at your fingertips. Tune in now where the message is already in progress. Before you go, Anybody glad for God's grace that God has grace? Let me help y'all like this. Y'all finna get out of here. Y'all finna shoot me a bird and say, I'm about to hear, man. I knew I should have went. <laughs> Even the y'all finna have deuces. They chumped the deuces at me. Let me get out of here. God, God says, look at it. Let me make my point. Oh, I gotta go. Look at Exodus 33.3. It says, go up to the land. Look what God says. Exodus 33.3. He says, go up to the land flowing with milk and honey. Look what God says. He literally says it. This is the same thing. But I will not go up among you. God said, go ahead and get that milk and honey. Go ahead and go. He said, the milk and honey just talks about the, the bountiness of the land, the abundant water, the abundant wheat, the abundant barley, the abundant vines, the abundant figs, the abundant pomegranate, the abundant oil, the abundant honey. God said, you can have your milk and honey. But you, you, you won't, you won't have, you won't have me. I, I got to go. Here, look what God is saying. And this is where some of us are at. Because we're experiencing provision. Somebody say provision. provision. We're experiencing provision. In other words, God is still taking care of us. God is supplying our needs. God, God has us. And they're even going to experience provision. And also, they're going to experience God's protection. And some of us have experienced God's protection. Somebody told me a couple, couple, a month or two ago now, I said, Pastor, I know you probably had COVID. They asked me, say, Pastor, you, 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 you ain't never had, you never had problem? I said, no, never. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a CC. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a COVID crusher. Well, I'm a COVID, yeah, by the grace of God and God's blood and of course and the mercies of God. They're, they're like, I don't know you don't have, you, uh, you, you've been out, you've been doing your thing, and you've been, you've been, you've been here and all that. And I said, no, 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 I've experienced God's protection. And, and I'm not, and I'm the only one, cause I, I can walk out of here and I'm not, I'm not saying it, I'm not saying it, but my point, my point is this. Look, they got God's provision, say provision. provision. They got God's protection, say protection. protection. But no presence. And, and, and so many of us, because we got the house, because we got the car, because we, 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 God has kept us from this and kept us from that. We think and equate that with God's endorsement. But the people of God will show us that just because you're blessed, just because you're making more money than you ever made in your life, just because you finally got that, got that, you landed that, that woman, you landed that guy, you landed whatever that thing is you want to land. No, 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 no. God says that my presence, my presence is, is, is not with you. Let, let's do a little quick test because that's a, that's a heavy indictment on the people of God. So let's do a quick test. So, so, so pastor, I got the provision. Pastor, I'm experiencing God's protection. How, how do I know if God's presence is with me? So glad y'all shot. So tell them y'all the best service I've had all day. I appreciate y'all. Look, Psalm 1611 says, this is how you know God's presence is with you. You, you make known to me the, the path of life. Here, look what the psalmist says. Your presence, he said, in your presence, there's fullness of joy. 
<laughs> Y'all wanted something deeper, uh, but, but I'm trying to tell you that here, if you, if, if maybe you got the provision, maybe, maybe you got what you need, maybe you got the protection, but here there, there's no joy. Again, when you're pursuing happiness, there won't be any joy, but joy is something that hell can't shake. Joy is something that you can't vaccine. Joy is something you can't quarantine. Joy is something that you can't snatch away from me. And here I'm experiencing God's, God's joy, but it goes, it go, it's more. Somebody say it's more, it's more. Romans 14, 17. How do you know if you got God's presence with you? Romans 14, 17 says, for the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking. It's not a matter of having provision and protection. He says, no, it's righteousness. Uh, is, is, is my life reflecting righteousness? That's how I'll know if God's presence is with me. Righteousness is not perfection. Righteousness is having a heart that's right towards God. My wife was, my wife was trying to encourage me the other day. She was so sweet. She was trying to encourage me. And she was saying, she was saying, baby, she said, no, I, you know, I was contemplating something. I was in a valid decision. And she was like, no, baby, God got something for you. God got, God got something for, for the ministry. God got something for us. And here she was, she was saying, you know what? See, cause, cause she says, now you ain't perfect now. She, she said, but, but, but you had your heart right towards God. And she was like, you know, but you, you make mistakes now, but, but, but your heart is right towards God. She's like, now you, you I ain't saying you're perfect now. She said, I'm like, I'm trying to figure out, well, is, are you trying to encourage me or what here? I mean, she said like four different times it's like i thought this was a build me up session here she's like kept circling back around like you're not perfect now and you make you make some mistakes now well you 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 look you look this you look that but but, but god come on here I'm, not, I'm trying to tell you i'm grateful i got a spouse oh that that i know how to encourage and to try to push you along and to try to say you know what you don't hear this is my point this is the point i'm trying to make pasco will make a lot of mistakes pasco will go make a lot of mistakes but my prayer is to keep my heart right towards God. That's my prayer. That's my prayer to keep a heart that is right towards God. And this is what, this is what the symbolism of the presence of God that where righteousness and peace. Somebody say peace, peace, peace. If you, if you, if you got some peace, then that's what God's presence is. If you got peace, then you got God's endorsement because peace, uh, uh, what is it? Isaiah 26 and 3 says that he'll keep me in perfect peace. Uh, Philippians 4, 7 all said that he'll give me a peace that is the past of all understanding that I got, uh, my, my provision might not be there my protection may not be there but i got i got god's peace but that that's not that's not all that's not all that's not all uh, we do we're doing the presence test we're doing the presence test because he said you got you got provision you got protection but you don't got my presence and we want to know do we, do we have god's presence here the last scripture is first corinthians 129 says that, that that no flesh should glory in his presence am i fleshly am i carnal carnal speaks to fleshling speaks to speaks to so, that i'm always devouring the flesh i'm always speaking worldly i'm always speaking naturally i'm always speaking what i see uh, and here that's what fleshly people do fleshly people will always tell you slap them back fleshly people always tell you to cuss them back fleshly people tell you i don't need nobody carnal people are, are fashioned after the world mindset and the world loves its own the world will tell you you don't give no give no church no money the world will tell you oh that the church age is over the world will tell you that if they if they cheated on you, you cheat on them. If they hurt you, you hurt them. That's fleshly. If I'm always in my flesh, I can promise you, I'm hardly ever in God's presence. If I always got to get you back, I can promise you God doesn't need me in that. 
if I always got to say something, if I, if I can never let stuff go, if I can never forgive, if I'm always holding grudges, I can promise you that God's presence is rarely, is rarely with me. He said that my, that my presence will not glory in flesh. This is what, you know why? That's so good. You know why? We think that this is God's judgment. This is God's grace. You know why? Look at, look at Exodus 33, 3. God said, I can't go with you. I can't follow this foolishness. God said, lest I consume you. You say, but you are a stiff-necked people. God said, you're stubborn. Stiff-necked, just spit on doing it your way. And God says, I'm too holy to deal with this. And God says, you, you better be glad I'm not with you. You better be glad I'm not endorsing the stuff that you're in because lest I do it, lest I do it, you'll, you'll be consumed. It gets better, y'all. I promise you it does. But here, God, every now and then, come on, every time we come together, it can't be all coochie, coochie, coochie. It can't be all you, 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 No, no, no. Every now and then, God got to give us a word and God got to say something to us that, that let us know that God is still calling for us and God still has a standard and God still wants his people to be just that, to be his people. This is what helps us, and prayerfully, this is what what this message is is producing in your heart. It's producing if you if you if you if you find yourself on the other side of where well maybe you're fleshing it, maybe you're doing this, maybe you're doing this. this is where prayerfully you are. Mourning that produces conversion. Yeah, mourning that produces conversion. We 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 see a move with consideration. Moses, God told Moses to go. Y'all can go. Y'all can have it. Moses, you'll see in a moment. Moses said, No, if you're not going, I don't want to go. But look, this is what it produced in the people. Mourning. That produced conversion. Look, you'll see it. Exodus 33, 4. It says, when the people heard this disastrous word, they mourned. And no one put on his ornaments. They heard that God was going to give them provision. They heard that God was going to give them protection. But they heard that God wasn't going to go with them. It was a disastrous word. And they begin to mourn. They, they begin to grieve. They begin to, to feel sadness and literally and to, to vocalize it. And they begin to grieve as if they've lost a loved one. And that's what God's word desires to produce in our lives. God never comes to condemn us, but no, God will come to convict us. And God comes to convict us so he can correct us, so he can convert us, so he can change us. That's what God will do. God, God will do. And here, and that's what God's word does. Paul said in 2 Corinthians 7, 9, I got to go. He says, as it, he said, as it is, I rejoice not because you were grieved. Paul said, I, I wrote a letter to you, a severe letter, the theologians call it, a severe letter. He says, I'm not happy that you were grieved. He said, but because you were grieved into repenting. There are some people that are sad because they got caught. (laughs) There are some people that are remorseful because things didn't work out the way they wanted to work out. Not because they broke God's heart. You preaching this gospel, sir. You preaching this gospel and I'm going, I'm going, I'm, I'm, (laughs) there are some folks that are grieved. Not because, not because, <laughs> that's so funny. Not because they broke God's heart, but because the jig is up. Sideline preacher, busted. <laughs> Look what Paul says, I gotta go. Paul says, for, for you felt 
This is my prayer. This is my prayer. Anytime I told you, Pastor Kobe is not exempt. Pastor Kobe, man, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a man pursuing God. Oh, but this is my, this is my prayer. My prayer is that, that whenever God cut me, whenever God rebuked me, whenever God called me on the carpet, I pray I feel a godly grief. I, I pray, Lord have mercy. I pray that so, that he says, Paul said, I'm happy that you suffer no loss through us. He said, verse 10, he said, for godly grief produces a repentance that leads to salvation, that leads to deliverance without regret. Oh, and that's what I mean by sometimes when the jig is up, sometimes when we're busted, sometimes we get out, when we get caught with our hand in the cookie jar. Oh, we don't feel regret. We start blaming this and blaming that and blaming that's the reason why I did it. Oh, but no, whenever you mess up on God for real, you'll be like David and say, God against you and you only have I sin. When you mess up on God for real and you break his heart, oh, and you know there's not God's best, you won't be looking for excuses, but you'll be looking for exodus and you'll be trying to say, God, I'm trying to get out of this mess so I can get in your presence. Without regret, he said, whereas worldly grief produces death you know why worldly grief produces death because the wages of sin is death and then whenever it is that I just feel bad because I'm lonely and feel bad because I got caught and feel bad just because things not working out for me I'm eventually going to experience death I'm eventually going to be wherever God's presence is not and can I tell you that's what hell is hell is not just fire and brimstone hell is not just weeping and gnashing of teeth hell is wherever God's presence is not oh and can I tell you I don't want to enjoy something so much that where God's presence is away from me. Oh, but no, I got to get to the place that where Matthew 5 and 4 said, bless are those that mourn, for they shall be comforted. I'll feel bad about my mess. I'll feel bad about my drama. I'll feel bad about my mind. I'll feel bad about my action. And this badness, it ought to produce something in me. And God said, when I feel bad, God said, he'll comfort me. God said, whenever I'm broke down, he said, he'll pick me up. Whenever it is, I get to a place when I'm without, God said, he'll pull me in. God said he'll do a work in me and 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 a work in me. God said I'm not through with you son. God said I'm not walking away from you. God is not the God of a second chance. Oh no he's a God of another and 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 another Oh come back to God. Oh get back in his plan. Get back in his wheel. Get back in his house. Preach Pastor Kobe. 2 Corinthians 7 11 says, Oh, I ain't ready to go there yet. Oh, it says, it says, for what earnestness in God, he said, what earnestness this godly grief has produced in you. Oh, but also what eagerness. Lord, anybody ever messed up for real? Though I know I have. And when God gave me another chance, I'm eager to do God's will now. Oh no, I'm hungry now about doing God's will. And that's what the scripture says. It said it brought indignation. What fear, what longing, what zeal, what punishment. At every point, you have proved yourself innocent in the matter. And that's what God is looking for his people. God don't want us to be condemned. God don't want us to be feeling sad and sorry for ourselves. God wants us to get to a posture the way I'm saying yes, I'm saying yes to him. Y'all sit down for a second. I'm almost there. I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Look what happens. The Bible says look what look happens. Look what it says. Let me just read this. Y'all mind if I just read the Bible real quick? I just want to read the Bible real quick and then we're going we're gonna to get to the place. We're going to get to our happy place. Verse 5 says, for, for the Lord said to Moses, say to the people of Israel, you are stiff-necked people. If for a single moment I should go among you, I will consume you. So now take off your ornaments that I may know what to do with you. God says, stop celebrating your sin. God says, show some signs of, of repentance. Show, show some signs that where you feel bad. Don't be celebrating. This is why oftentimes we make things so difficult. Even if we, if we mess up on our spouses or, or we mess up on somebody, here we acting as if life is okay. And, it's not, and nobody have a heaven to take you to or hell to send you to. But can you act like you're a little bit sorry about what you did? <laughs> 
Verse 6, let me go. Y'all don't like this word. It's okay. It says, therefore, the people of Israel stripped themselves of their ornaments from Mount Herb on, onward. Verse 7 says, now Moses used to take the tent. Look at this. Uh, God, God, let me just read the Bible. Verse 7 says, now Moses used to take the tent and pitch it outside the camp, far off from the camp. It says, and he called it the tent of meeting. And for, it says, and everyone who sought the Lord would go out to the tent of meeting, which was outside the camp. This is not the tabernacle. Notice it's just the tent of meeting at this particular juncture. Verse 8 says, whenever Moses went out, to the tent all the people would would rise up and each would stand at at the door of the tent and watch Moses until he had gone into the tent verse 9 when Moses entered the tent the pillar of cloud would descend and stand at the entrance of the tent and the Lord would speak with Moses verse 10 and when all the people saw the pillar of cloud standing at the entrance of the tent and the people would rise up and worship at each at his door tent door verse 11 said thus the Lord used to speak to Moses face to face as a man speaks to his friend when Moses turned again into the camp his assistant Joshua, the son of Nun, a young man would not depart from the tent. Verse 12 said, Moses said to the Lord, see, you stay with me. He said, see, see you, you say to me, bring up this people, but you did not let me know whom you would send with me. Let me, let me let you in what's going on. I got to go. The clock on my back. I'm almost done. Look, because listen, listen, why do you think, why do you think, it's not a rhetorical question. Why, why, why do you think that God established a place of meeting outside of the camp because they had defiled the camp and God says I'm not going to be in there mess I'm out here <laughs> Moses would meet God face to face talk to him face to face commune with him and just like a like a like a like a friend talking to another friend and Moses said all right God you've told me twice now that that we can go to the milk and honey land but you have not told me what, what what's going to happen you have not told me what's going on you have not de- described to me where what, what what's going to happen you haven't given me any details verse 12 again says but you have not let me know who you will send with me yet you have said I know you by name and you have also found favor in my sight so here Moses because of this morning that had produces this conversion virgin in the people and now Moses sees that the people of God they, they, for, for, for a fleeting moment they're repenting they're trying to change trying to get themselves together Moses now presents to God something that I call a mature checklist Moses said God you're telling us that we need to go you're telling us that your presence is going to be with us and Moses gives God what I call a mature checklist in other words look what Moses said in verse 33 chapter 33 verse 13 he said now therefore I have found favor in your sight he said please show me now your ways Moses is asking God for insight. When you're living in a day and time and you're living in a culture that's chaotic, when you're living in a place that where people are telling you to wear masks and telling not to wear masks, to get vaccinated, not to get vaccinated, people are telling you this, this, the, the bunker, hunker down and bunker in and to go into your go into your your, your your basement and never come out again and then you look on television and see 20 and 30, 40,000 people out there celebrating the game or what, what, and you don't know what to do. On one side you see death, on another side you see people seem like they minding their own business and living their best life. What do you do? God, give me some insight. God, I need you to give me some insight. That's what Moses is saying. God, give me some guidance in this mess. Give me some leadership. God, I want to know what it is that you're desiring to do in my life. Oh, verse 33, verse 13 again. He said, not only God, do I need you to, I want you to make my, make your ways known to me. He says also, he said that I may know you. Look what Moses said. God, I want to know you. Moses not only praying for insight. He's not only saying, God, lead me. Not only Moses 
Moses saying, God, you said the steps of a good man are ordered by you. Oh, but Moses praying for intimacy. Moses is saying, God, I want to know you. And that's what God is longing for on this day. That's what God is longing for. That's what God is looking for. The Bible says that his eyes, the eyes of the Lord go to and fro, up and down, looking to see who can show himself strong to. He's looking for somebody to stand on the wall. He's looking for somebody to stand in the gap. He's looking for somebody to make up the head. And Moses said, I want to know you. Oh, that's what Moses is saying. Oh, verse 33, chapter 33, verse 13, one last time. He says, now therefore, I found favor in your sight. Please show me now your way. I told you he's asking for what? He's asking for insight. Oh, then he said that I may know you. And now he's praying for what? Intimacy. Oh, look what he said. He said, consider too that this nation is your people. Oh, Moses is saying, God, not only do I need your insight, not only, God, do I need your intimacy. Oh, but God, I need identity. God, we are your people. I hear you keep on saying my people. I keep on hearing you say that you're, that we're going to go without you. Oh, but no, God, we identify with you. You are our king. You are our Lord. We are your people, God. We're going to walk with you. We're going to talk with you. We're going to live with you. We're going to worship you. We're going to give you glory. We're going to give you honor. We're going to give you praise. Oh, if that's your testimony, put your hands together. Give God some praise right there. I'm getting ready to roll. Get ready to roll up out of here. I got the plane on the runway. I see the lights are flashing. And it's time for us to pull this puppy out. I'm looking for somebody in here that'll say, Lord, not only do I need your insight, Lord, not only do I need intimacy with you, but Lord, I need identity. You said in your word, I've not received the spirit of bondage under fear. But no, I can cry, Abba. I cry, Abba, Father. You are our Father. You are our daddy and Moses said Lord I need to identify with you verse 14 say my presence God say my presence will go Moses said pray so Moses pull on God so that when God said I'm not gonna go and then God said I will go y'all don't know when to get happy I said God said he wasn't gonna go but Moses prayed so I said God said I'm not gonna go but Moses believed God so God said no I'm not gonna go but Moses pulled on God. The way God said, I'll go. Oh, good God from Ohio. I'm trying to look for somebody that know the power the power of prayer. The way I'm going to keep on pulling. I'm going to keep on asking. I'm going to keep on seeking. I'm going to keep on knocking. I'm going to keep on pulling because Lord he said, I'll go with you. Verse 15 says, Moses said again, if your presence don't go, in other words, say, God, don't play with me. If your presence don't go, don't bring us out of here. Oh, skip down. Skip down to verse number 18. Because Moses keep on asking. And Moses said, you might as well call me. Go on, on call me butter. Because I'm on a roll. Y'all ain't going to help me preach in here. Moses asked for one thing, God did it. Moses asked for another thing, God did it. He said, call me butter. Because I'm on a roll. And he said, Lord, verse number 18, I heard, I heard Moses say, he said, please, he said, show me your glory. I'm looking for somebody in here. I almost preach. There's more. There's more. Moses said, I saw the plagues. I saw the Red Sea. I see the pillar of cloud. I see the fire by night. I see your hand. You gave us manna. You turned the bitter into sweet. You gave us water out of a rock. But please, 
Jesus. Let me see your glory. I'm looking for somebody in here that wants some more from the Lord. I'm looking for somebody in here that say, Lord, what you did. I'm thankful for what you did. But I know there's more. I'm glad you healed them. But somebody else need a healing. I'm glad you delivered. But I need another deliverance. I heard. I heard Paul say, now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all I can ever ask or think according to the power that worketh in me. I don't know what's wrong with me, y'all, but I feel, I feel like preaching. Somebody say more, multiply what you got right now. When you give it to the Lord, he'll multiply. Somebody say more. God gonna make you overcome. God gonna give you overflow. Somebody say more. You gonna get residual over and over and over. Somebody say more exceedingly, abundantly. I know there's more. I gotta leave y'all alone. Y'all skip down to the next chapter. The Bible says the Lord told Moses, "He said I can't let you see me face to face." He said if you see me face to face, I'm going to burn you up. He said, but there's a place beside me. Y'all don't know when to get happy. He said, there's a place beside me. I need you to go in the cleft, in the cleft of the rock. And he said, I'm going to pass by you. I need you to go to the rock. I need you to go to the Christ. I need you to go to the word. And I'm going to pass by you. I'm standing on the rock. I'm standing on the word. I heard no weapon formed against me. I'm standing on the word. By his stripes, I am healed. I'm standing on the word. When Moses stood on the word, when Moses stood on the rock, the Bible says, God, his goodness passed by. The Lord let Moses see his afterglow. The Lord let Moses, he said, get on the rock, Moses. I'm going to put you on the rock, and I'm just going to pass by you. I'm going to let you see when I walk past you, I'm going to move my hand. And I'm going to let you see behind me. I'm going to move my hand. And I'm going to let you see what I did. What you trying to say, bro, pastor? I'm trying to let you know that the Lord said his glory is what he did. His glory is in the heal me. His glory is in that he delivered me. If he did it before, he'll do it again. Last one, y'all. I heard... I got to preach again tonight. I let this thing go. I said, I heard, heard the Hebrew writer say, he's the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. What's my panic room? It's verse number eight, chapter 34. When Moses saw the glory, the Bible says, he fell down and he worshiped. What's the panic room? When I see his glory, when I see his splendor, when I see his majesty, my response is to worship him. My response is to give him glory, to give him honor. He's worthy. He's worthy of my worship. He's worthy of my yes. He's worthy. Somebody say yeah.
The panic room is a fact that the Lord said there's a place besides me. The panic room is what the psalmist said. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the most high God when the world is chaotic. I'm going to be in my secret place. Come on, give God some praise. I feel that thing. I feel that thing. I feel that thing. My worship. My worship is my bunker. My worship is my foxhole. My worship is my panic room. My worship is the place that I go for protection. Worship is the place that I go when my mind is overwhelmed. My mind is running rapid. When everything around me, every person is denouncing the things of God. My worship is my panic room. Is anybody in here that understands the power of worship? Moses' response to what he saw. Moses' response to what God said. Scripture said he fell. He fell on his face. And he began to worship. I worship God not just with the extending of my hands. I worship God not just with what I say with my mouth. But I worship God in everything that I do. When I'm working, I'm worshiping. When I'm a spouse, I'm worshiping. When I'm parenting, I'm worshiping. Everything I do is a response to what it is that he showed me. Thank you for listening to Truth and Love Ministries. Located at 1989 Dunn Avenue, Jacksonville, Florida, 32218. Under the loving leadership of Pastors Colby and Camilla Nesbitt. Join us for our Sunday morning worship experience at 9 and 11.15 a.m. We would also love to see you at our Triple Play Thursday, which is our midweek worship experience kicking off at 12 noon, corporate prayer at 6 p.m., and concluding with a powerful teaching and walk through the word at 7 p.m. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Truth and Love Jacks. For more information, call us at 904-683-9843. Again, 904-683-9843.